0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation.
1: I was like, Sydney, we're going to have to get this thing out of the house, and I need your eyes. Like, I need to be able to, like, we need to have each other's back out there. I'm not getting bit by a bat.
2: Why would you think I would ever be the one to go to for this situation? Well,
1: because you, it was early enough in our relationship, and I thought we were still being supportive (laughs)
2: loving each other. (laughs) I was checked out at this point. I was like, when is my plane home? I'm out of here.
0: breath. (sighs) Hey guys, I'm Cindy Latwaco and welcome to Something to Share. Every Wednesday, I sit down with people you may have seen on your TV screens, experts in their fields, or just people I find inspirational so that they have a platform to dive into the things that they really want to talk about. We all have something to share, something that we're going through, and something that we need to hear. So let's get started.
2: Welcome back, guys. Happy Wednesday, or whenever you listen to this Halloween-related episode. If you're listening, you're like, wow, why does her voice sound different? Um, I've been sick for a week, and I tried to push this off until my voice was better, but this is what we got. This is what we're working with. Um, I don't know. I think I might have had bronchitis or a sinus infection or something. I didn't have COVID because I got tested (laughs) from my hours on WebMD, this is what I think I have. Um, Yes. So I sound like this. And Nick is going to be doing most of the grunt work here because a lot of this episode is going to involve reading, which we all know I'm not good at either. So Nick, I'm going to be putting you to work today, if that's okay. Always. No different than any other day. (laughs) So Nick is back. We have our monthly episode and I wanted to have a lot of fun on this episode. And actually, this was your idea. We wanted to do a ghost story related podcast. I wanted to reach out to all of you out there to see if you had any ghost stories, scary stories, paranormal activity, or just alien stuff. And I did a poll on Instagram and people are 50-50 on whether they believe in aliens. Do you believe in aliens?
1: Absolutely. I think it's ignorant to think that there's no other life forms out in our universe.
2: Yeah, it's very selfish to think that we're the only ones here. I, I get- wouldn't
1: say selfish. I would just say <laughs> ignorant.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and I didn't tell Nick I was going to be wearing this outfit that I have on, but I went to Walgreens earlier and I bought, I can't, I can't do anything that's like exciting without a costume involved. Like you can get me to ba- basically do almost anything if it involves an outfit or a costume. So I picked this little number up. I have a little witch hat and some ghost earrings. I'm on, on theme for today. <laughs> It reminds me of the fact that every Halloween, I insisted on being a witch. Every single one. I was a spider witch, an orange witch, all different types of witches, you know, and it tracks.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should, maybe that's-
2: Is that telling for who I am? I think
1: that's (laughs) quite the sign.
2: Yeah. I mean, I do like witchy stuff, like potions and crystals and sage and all that, but- I mean there's other Doesn't aspects work. of that Well I will be staging this office As soon as we are done with this conversation Because we have a ton of ghost stories Maybe some alien stuff Some interesting things are going to be Doesn't happening It work like
1: that <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, But before we get into that I want to hear from Nick Because he is one of the few people Maybe it's because you had a near death experience But you've had quite a few encounters With the supernatural So Nick any stories or ghost stories that you could lay on us to kind of warm us up, ease us into this conversation?
1: I wouldn't say quite a few. Um, I've had a couple things happen to me in my life. Uh, One starting out, I can't even remember how old I was. I was probably four. Mm. And this was in, I think it was when we were living in Springboro, Ohio, up by Dayton. Mm -hmm. And... I remember it was really early in the morning and I was walking to my parents' room. Like I had just woken up and something woke me up. And I remember walking to my parents' room and just hearing my name over and over. Like it sounded like somebody was whispering my name coming from like every side of every side of the hallway. It wasn't just like one person. It was like, So I told my mom about it, and she proceeded to tell me that it that was just the birds. That's they weren't saying my name. I was just I must have misheard them. I know damn well what I heard. Okay, it was my name, and it was my name over and over and over again. So that's kind of what started it for me
2: what that was so you've never told me that story no, i
1: have told you no. that story
2: Mm-mm. i would have I told that you one. that
1: story in front of my mom when you know she like laughs it off still
2: you might have told me and i just refuse to listen because i get really scared and i just don't want to hear it i feel like i would have had more encounters if i was more open to witnessing the supernatural side i just i think i'm so scared that i am closed off to it energetically mm. but maybe after this conversation who knows Okay, so did that ever happen to you again, or is it just that one instance? No, that's
1: just, like, the one time I remember, I guess, not the one time, but the first time I remember something off that was, I don't know, like, I, I was a nervous kid growing up. Like, I, I don't really remember being this nervous or, like, scared of things, but, like, apparently I was a very skittish. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm
1: young man. Yeah, so. you
2: would like throw up every time your dad Jesus. went out of town. Because <laughs> you were so anxious. I <laughs> didn't think
1: we were going to talk bring that up, but yeah, every yeah. time my dad would go out of town, <laughs> I would throw up. It's a good example. I would get so sick to my stomach that I would throw up.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so sweet. Um, I used to think that a witch lived under my bed. I went to Bush Gardens and they had this ride that had a witch involved and I somehow associated, associated that with a witch living under my bed. So my process of fighting against the witch or avoiding her was I would line my bed with Beanie Babies. So they were like the first offense. It was like Beanie Baby circle around me. I had a lot of Beanie Babies and apparently there were some money now. So we're about to cash in here pretty
1: soon. Well, this is all coming from the girl who <laughs> claims to be a witch every year for Halloween.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, this was a bad witch. I'm a good witch. There's a difference. No. Watch Oz. Um, anyways, I, so in order to get into my bed and so the witch wouldn't grab my ankle, I would run and jump from the doorway and to jump onto my bed. I did that for probably a couple years. Yeah. This was last year. <laughs> yeah. I did it this afternoon to get into our bed. So yeah. Anywho, you have a couple more and uh, let's all take a breath. Prepare for this next one. Cause this one is haunting and you made me watch a video after this. So maybe we'll pull up the video.
1: Um, Are you talking about, the Nightmare?
2: Yeah, The Nightmare.
1: If you haven't, I suggest you go out to Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. Um, and watch the documentary called The Nightmare. And it's all about people who have night terrors. But it's not just about... It's It's about these people who explain or describe basically the exact same figure in their, during their nightmare, or during their night terror. And if you're not familiar with what a night terror is... It's essentially having a nightmare while you're I was about to cuss, but I'm not going to. You're allowed to. While please. you're while you're awake.
2: Why did you need to cuss in that sentence?
1: Because I needed to add emphasis on how scary that oh. is for somebody who has never had a night terror. You're mm-hmm. basically living a nightmare. but I guess your mind is not really awake. So you're like, like you're still active. kind of you're still kind of asleep, but you're awake. Like okay. you're you're fully aware of what's going on.
2: Is that similar to a sleep, para- sleep paralysis. That's exactly. That's okay. exactly. What I've had about, those. Those that, suck. That,
1: that also. They also explain what sleep paralysis is. And when your
2: body's kind of asleep, but your mind's awake.
1: Your mind's awake, but your body is basically like. I mean, it's paralyzed. Yeah,
2: you're asleep. Yeah. Which, yeah. It's that. like
1: a. It's like you're conscious, but not actually conscious.
2: Yeah, I used to have those a lot when I was younger, and I thought for a long time that I was possessed. Because I couldn't move my body. Because you, when you have those dreams, you're like trying to wake yourself up. But I was felt like I was being held down, and to me, that I felt like I was being held down by a scary guy. Well,
1: maybe that's so. You had night terrors, yeah.
2: I've been, yeah. Maybe that sounds like it. But your night terror, Terror.
1: yeah. Which is the reason I brought up uh, the nightmare. I think it's called or nightmare is because the figure that I saw was identical to the one that these people were describing in their nightmares or their night terrors. And I just remember where, I think I was a probably a junior or senior in high school uh-huh. and I was asleep in my bedroom and the door was open and something woke me up again. Something woke me up. I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but when I woke up, I was looking at, <clears throat> I was looking at my bedroom door And it was dark, obviously, but I could see a very tall figure standing in my doorway looking at me and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about (laughs) it because I haven't haven't relived this one in a long time. But I this thing was standing in the doorway looking at me. I could tell it was about as tall as the door, the doorway. So very pretty tall. And. It was just looking at me and its head was kind of turned to the side, looking at me. And again, this is a night terror. I'm feel like I'm being held down to my bed. I can't get up, but I also can't close my eyes. I can't look away. Um, so this goes on for seems like a minute maybe where I'm just staring back at this thing, waiting for my eyes to kind of adjust, you know, am I really seeing this or, are my eyes just kind of playing tricks on me because I just woke up, right? Mm-hmm. So, just about the time where I think that I'm, my eyes are starting to adjust, and I'm, my, my brain is kind of processing what's going on. Whatever this thing was, you know, real or not real, or just like a figment of my imagination. Kind of squats down, like almost like a, like almost like it's a Saigon squat. If you're familiar with that stretch, mm-hmm. that's what we used to call
0: for the good for the hip. Flexors. Yeah, it's good
1: for the groin, good for the mm-hmm. hip flexor. But they this thing gets down and is still looking at me, right? And then it just gets up, stands up again, turns while it's looking at me, leaves my doorway, and as soon as I lose sight of this figure. I feel like I like come back into my body because it felt like I was having like an out-of-body experience. Uh-huh. Like looking at this thing, I can't move. So I finally it after it leaves, I immediately basically get the ability to move again. So I jump up because I'm still I don't know what's going on. I'm thinking there's an intruder. Because mm-hmm. it's just a black figure. Mm-hmm. It's a black mass. So I get up and I get to about I think it was my doorway and I thought, I think, I can't remember. It was a long time ago. I can't remember if I saw it like kind of go down the steps or if I just, if it was just going that direction, cause I could kind of see the steps from where my bed was. Mm-hmm. So I know that it went down the steps and I can't remember if I saw it go all the way down or whatever. When I got up, it wasn't there anymore. So I ran in my parents' room and I was like, "I think somebody's in the house."
2: <laughs> what did your dad do? Did he jump up in his underwear and T-shirt? And- <laughs> Probably, yeah.
1: I can't remember. About, I bought. Yeah. Oh god, I mean, it, was, it was terrifying.
2: You never saw that thing again. That was no, the only it never time. happened
1: to me again. And if you watch this documentary, a lot of like night terrors and like sleep paralysis and that stuff is brought on by stress, mm-hmm. um, or can be brought on by stress. And like that was right when I I think it was right when I was deciding where I was gonna go to school, like go play football. And that was a stressful time for me. Just it -hmm. was a fun time being recruited and stuff like that, but it was very stressful. Anyone who's gone through that for any sport kind of attests to that. But I think that's what I think the amount of stress Mm -hmm. So yeah
2: makes you never slept with my door closed
1: for a long time after that.
2: Was that in the same house that the original ghost story was from that was a different house that no, was a
1: different house so my my mom like always jokes that it's like it follows me great or whatever
2: we and, apparently there's rumors that your neighbor told us that there's ghosts in this house so no, that's she didn't why say, <laughs> i've been saging this she did
1: not say there's ghosts in this up house.
2: and down what saying? she you say?
1: literally hear what you want to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah Two people have died in my house. Mm. Nothing about ghosts. They well, came down the hill too fast, lost control of their vehicle, and ended up in my living room.
2: So every time I go to the basement, I sage that, sage that thing up. Let them move on. You know. Yeah, that's that's. I just have to not think about the fact that that happened. But
1: I mean, it is what it is.
2: He's just like not unbothered by it. Gets night terrors, sees things, hears things, and doesn't care um we have one more story from Nick and this one happened like last week you thought you might have seen an alien
1: yeah I don't know what I saw um the, the <laughs> last week we were sitting watching TV and I was just having to look out the the window right up you know right behind our TV and I saw a plane and then I saw something else in the trees Looked about the same height as the plane, moving a whole hell of a lot faster than the plane and had like blinking lights that were like, it would blink like one, two, three. There was like three lights, one, two, three, one, two, three. And you saw it, didn't you?
2: No, I was on Because I phone. was looking <laughs> back
1: at you like, are you, are you looking at this? No, you
2: thought I saw it. I was
1: fully on my phone. It, it would just started getting dark, but it wasn't dark enough for me to not be able to tell how high it was. So it's not like I it was a drone or something somebody was just messing around with like a drone. Mm-hmm. This was something that was as high as the plane or higher and moving a lot faster and it was not a private jet. I mean it was it was moving faster than anything that I've ever seen at that height. Mm-hmm. And it was enough to give me like goosebumps. And I couldn't even explain to Sydney what I was what I had just seen because I was unsure of what I just saw. And it wasn't that late. I mean, it was probably it was nine o'clock. Yeah. 830, 9 o'clock.
2: So yeah, alien man. Hope mm-hmm. they're like the space jam ones. Those are kind of scary though. Definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, but you looked at me and you're like, did you see that? And you, you like looked like white. Like you got so pale. It was yeah, scary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I can't explain what it was. I mean, I it could have been absolutely nothing. It could have—I don't know—I don't know what it would have been.
2: Mm-hmm. Unexplainable. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, good no, God! I mean, that's all We're I can full think of,
1: them. of. I'm sure if you ask my mom, she'd be like, "Oh, remember that time? You know, yeah, we should have all this one, but... or would this happen?" But I, not that I can think of. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So hopefully you're not too scared yet. We have more stories. I actually haven't read through them yet, so these could be you know, lame, but we don't know. Um, so let's pull them up and I'm going to have Nick read. I'm going to save you guys the pain. I'm going to have Nick read them off.
1: Hey Sydney. My name's Allie. Just wanted to DM you a little ghost story. Cause this shit was a little too long, but me and my family were at the shore one year in the past. Growing up, we'd always visit old friends who live in ocean city, New Jersey. They had, a, they had three dogs who me, my sisters and cousin, all cousins always played with. And two of the dogs, have since passed away, including this golden retriever, who was my favorite. Fast forward to maybe 2016 or so, we were visiting these friends again and reminiscing old memories, having a good time. So when it was time to leave, we're heading to the car, we get to it, and suddenly I stumble against the door because it, what felt like a long dog nose pressed into my side and just sniffed. I asked my mom if she pushed me, to which she looked at me like I was insane, but I distinctly remember the feeling of a dog muzzle pressing, in, pressing, pressing again into my side and sniffing. I've had some ghost spirit instances in the past, but never with animals.
2: I don't mind a dog ghost. I'd be fine to be haunted by dog ghosts all the time. That's lovely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, I definitely prefer that type <laughs> yeah. of experience over some of the ones that I've had
2: but yeah that's a much nicer ghost story. It's like the Casper the friendly ghost of the ghost. Yeah. You know. If you're going to have one, I would love a dog one. That one's
1: not necessarily as scary, especially if you had a relationship with this dog. Mm-hmm. Um it's that one almost feel like comforting to me.
0: Yeah. To yeah. know
1: that it's still around. Mhm. Um yeah, it's weird though. I mean it's, super weird. it's probably regardless of whether you had a good relationship to, with his dog or not, that's probably. Uh, it's hard to have a bad relationship to, with a dog. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, to have yeah. that happen to you, regardless of what it is, mm-hmm. is
2: it's you know, weird. It's probably
1: scary at first.
2: Especially when you can, like, feel a sensation like that. That's familiar, but nothing's there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Next one. This is from Ellie. Oh, is it? My really? friend Ellie. Yep. Elephant. Elephant. We call her Elephant. <laughs> Miss you, David. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on my phone has a nickname for no reason. So. What's mine? Nick Weeby. <laughs> I wanted to be babe, but I got to keep it professional your, that's sometimes. Your dad's. Yeah. I accidentally, <laughs> side note, um, I was so out of it last week from being six when I was hanging up the phone with my dad. I go, okay, bye, babe. <laughs> my dad was like, what? And then he proceeded back into his normal thing. He insists on me calling him daddy, even though I'm 30. He loves. Fr- for me to call him daddy and it's what's really funny is he'll be like no sydney you have to call me daddy and i was like just that sentence alone is on makes me unwell we can't we can't have that in a sentence um so yeah i accidentally called my dad babe but you guys have the same name so it's really confusing it's really awesome (laughs) that's
1: what she meant to say
2: yeah anywho ellie is up next let's hear from ellie
1: Okay, so I was staying in this creepy dorm in the middle of nowhere Ireland that was built in 1715. Already haunted. (laughs) My roommate sat up in the middle of the night, looked out the window, and said, they're coming, and didn't remember that at all. The next night, one of my roommates said, I sat, put my head against the wall, and said, I can hear them. And I remember none of that. Then The next night, a girl slept on the couch in this spooky library in the building and said she woke up to a person or shadow looking over her and she just hid under her blanket until it was gone. So, yeah, F that place. No,
2: say it real. So, yeah, fuck that place.
1: So, yeah, fuck that place. <laughs> also, Nick and Carmen are so cute together. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Okay, I, I just like to point out here that the same shadowy figure showed up in this nightmare situation. So... That's two instances, at least, that we've heard it, plus a whole Netflix documentary. So, I'm not going to say it's not real.
1: It is it real. It's real. a phenomenon that a lot of people are experiencing. It's freaking me early, out.
2: Don't like apparently. it. I do not like it. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, as soon as you said-
2: 1715. 1715. Nor- nowhere in Ireland.
1: There's Wait. probably a hundred people who have died. Yeah. Horrible deaths.
2: Thousands. That, maybe. Yeah. I
1: mean, 1715. It's a long time. If it's a dorm room. Some shit probably went Some down over the gone years. shit down. I want to so go to Ireland. I believe it 100%. I do too. Um, Maybe not there, but.
2: This reminds me, I wasn't there. I was. I left the show by this point on The Bachelor, but they went to Denver, I think, after I left, and they stayed in this really old hotel, and Kerpo told me about this, but apparently the hotel is haunted, so Tasha and Kerpo were sleeping in the same bed, because you have to kind of share beds and share rooms when you're traveling and they saw like a a figure behind like curtains. So they had like sheer curtains like these right here. And there was a figure standing behind them behind the curtains and they saw it. And they were like, cr- I think Taysha woke up first and then Kirpa woke up and Taysha was like, do you see that? Do you see that? And Kirpa was like waking up and was like, oh my God, yeah, I see it. What the hell is that? And they like called at it and all of a sudden it like disappeared and the figure like the, the curtains like went down like, whatever was making the shape disappeared and the curtains went flat.
1: And it was Barstool Trent, <laughs> the suitcase guy. <laughs> the
2: suitcase guy. But, um, yeah. So, that's just, yeah, they're everywhere.
1: My parents had a ghost in their house named Adele. She died from old age in the house before we bought it. I met her once as she was closing my bedroom door because I was playing my music too loud. She was a tall woman in gray nightg- nightgown. Nope. Nope. With a light gray shriveled arm, reached out to close the door. My mom had a different experience with her as well. Kind of strange, but not scary. Uh, what? Not scary. We know her name was Adele because her husband sold us the house and talked about her a lot. Also, we felt her presence about six months for about six months and then never again. So we were pretty sure that she wanted to make sure that we were going to take care of her house. Her and her husband built it. And once we proved that we were going to take care of it, she moved on. Yeah, I mean that makes sense.
2: I'd like to imagine Adele's new single mm. playing every time she entered the room. It just would be a nice, you know, compliment to the sightings. Um, I love Adele; she sounds awesome, but scary. It's, uh, scary as hell. I don't. I don't care if they're friendly ghosts or what. I just that would terrify me no matter what. I'd probably move. Yeah, I
1: don't. I, <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, especially an older woman
2: was the shriveled arm yeah Uh, if that were happening in this house one instance i'd be like cool putting this on the market
1: probably the only time you see me saging
2: yeah (laughs) yeah i'd be calling i don't even know what
1: sage does
2: it apparently is supposed to get rid of the negative energy and any other extra energy meaning spirits out of the home so my process is I don't really know the science says the manufacturers <laughs> of sage. That's their claim. <laughs> As I like the sage. I walk around the house, do a little, I just wave it around. And I say, if you're anything negative is around here, please just see your way out. I know you're supposed to say some like really in depth prayer and something very like woo woo. But I say, see you later, ghost guys. You're done here. <laughs> and Dixie follows me around and sniffs it up. She's so confused by it. And then I open the windows and let all that negative shit go. Feels great. And he comes home every time I do it. And he's like, why the hell does it smell like a Catholic church in here?
1: It smells like Catholic mass every time I come home.
2: I like it. It's calming. All right. Thanks, Adele.
1: When I was a kid, I would see fly people, I called them. I only ever saw them on our staircase and and they would stand in the middle. They were black in the shape of a human man usually, but it looked like they were made of a bunch of small bugs flying around to create the human shape. They'd always vanish when I got close enough, but I saw them a lot. Only in that specific house, though. When we moved, I never saw them again. Also to note, my family at the time was going through an extremely traumatic situation, so something was lurking around us, That that's for sure. Hope you enjoy the ghost story. Oh my God.
2: Oh, that one gave me the creeps. I don't know if it was like the bugs or another male dark figure. Um, Yeah, fuck that. Small bugs in general don't like. And then the same male dark figure that we've been referencing almost every time seems to be a thing. I swear to God, if I see one of those tonight, I'm going to be pissed that I had to do this episode. Um, But I'm glad that you guys made it through that time. I think, yeah, stress seems to be like the cause of it. And then like any like negative energy maybe that you're going through, that seems to be the thing. Like the night, or I felt like things were going on in my life, that's the night that we had a bat in the house.
1: Mm.
2: So I think they're all...
1: We don't talk about that night anymore.
2: Yeah. I'm wearing, I almost didn't buy this hat because it has bat wings on it. And I just, I did not mess with bats anymore. Or I never have, but... I was gonna say,
1: certainly didn't mess with them that night because I was left to mess with them by my damn self.
2: What did you guys think? Do you think I would have, he was like, you should, you have to help me with this. If we didn't tell the story, I don't think we've told it on here before. Basically, one night we were getting ready for bed. We had a good night. We're hanging out in the guest bedroom, just chilling. And we were getting it ready. We were getting it ready for our friends to come that weekend. So we were in the guest bedroom hanging out for a little bit. Great. And then we were getting ready for bed. I had done my skincare routine, walked back into the room and I had to go back out for something. And I was like, that looked like there was a bat. Like That looks like there's a bat in the window. And he was like, "What are you talking about? Shut the door." No, no there's not. So I was like, "Okay." And then I opened the door again. Or he, he you opened the door to chat. She
1: check. goes She goes, "I think there's a bat in the house." <laughs> and I was like, "No." <laughs> she was like, "I it looks like it's on the outside, but it could it could definitely be on the inside."
2: Actually, it was right here. It was in this window. Yeah, and
1: I was like, "You're you're crazy. Like I think you're it's definitely on the outside. There's no way it would be on the inside." Mm-hmm. Like I've lived here for 4 or 5 years now. In my head, I didn't say this. I was like, maybe there is a bat on the inside. So I immediately said, well, shut the door. Yeah. So we shut the door. And then I was like, I got to find out if this... I'm not going to wake up tomorrow morning (laughs) to a face full of bat as soon as I open my door. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I open the door, that bitch screams across my face. And I was (laughs) like, God.
2: Slams the door. Freaks out. Ah. You're like, oh my God.
1: Oh, that's... for the record.
2: It was a little not intense.
1: what I said and not the noise I made. So I called this guy, or this like exterminator or whatever, mm-hmm. and was like, What do I do here? Mm-hmm. He goes, Well, is it trapped in a room? I said, I'm trapped in a room. The bat is f- freely moving about my house right now. He's like, Well, there's not a whole lot we can do if you know you don't really know where it is. We're gonna have to, you'll probably just have to wait until You know, you see it again, then maybe try to trap it into a room or like an area. Uh, And I was like, well, I'm not sleeping until this thing is out of my home. So I was like, Sydney, we're going to have to get this thing out of the house. And I need your eyes. Like I need to be able to like we need to have each other's back out there. I'm not getting bit by a
2: bat. Why would you think I would ever be the one to go to for this situation? Well,
1: because you... It was early enough in our relationship and I thought we were still being supportive
2: loving <laughs> each
0: other
1: I was
2: checked out at this point I was like when is my plane home I'm out of here
1: so we we go out we go out in the, in the uh, kitchen and first of all
2: before we do that we both put on gigantic hoodies sweatpants I, I'm tying everything up I don't I just always know bats like to bury into hair they like to nest I'm not we're not doing that so I tied everything I just have like eye holes left because i'm not messing around with this thing
1: so we go out and it immediately shows its face and it starts flying around and she takes off
2: i scream screams so loud
1: sprints back into the room and shuts the door
2: i'm protecting so
1: i'm seat. left with this bat just circling Flat my bed. kitchen so i'm like well shit i gotta do something about this so i run i basically jump down our land our stairs land on the landing and open the front door and just go out the front door. And because that's the one thing that the guy did say was, you know, maybe open a window. And I was like, well, I'm not going to open a window and invite more bats into my house. So I was like, well, then I'll just go down to the front door. I opened the front door and I just saw it kind of circle slowly, slowly making its way to the door level. And then finally it flew out.
2: As he's like crouching in the lawn. Yeah,
1: I was like, <laughs> not trying to get bit, I'm not trying to be Bruce Wayne out
2: here. No. And that's the story of the bat.
1: All right. So I have a long story about the only paranormal activity I have ever experienced. It was a normal Tuesday evening and I just got done with classes at UC freshman year and could not for the life of me decide if I wanted to go home and see my parents or go have some drinks with friends. I literally went back and forth for like an hour trying to decide, and ultimately decided to go out. Called my dad and let him know, and went on my way to the Stratford Heights bar down on campus. Asked Nick if he ever went. It was very short-lived, incredible college bar. If I went, I don't remember it. <laughs> okay. Good. Didn't have a ton of sober nights down on UC's an campus. Example for the
2: kids. <laughs> well,
1: whatever. <laughs> I woke up early in the morning and having the most horrifying nightmare. It was the most real dream I've ever felt. And it was, and I was observing angels and clouds along with my dad floating up and up to heaven. The dream was very serene, peaceful and calming, but obviously terrifying because no one wants to have dreams like that. It didn't even feel like, Let's see. It didn't even feel like a dream. I look at my phone and I have a and I have several missed calls from my mom and sister, keep in mind I was 19 years old. I felt terrified, put my phone on silent and went back to sleep. I had a really bad feeling and felt and felt really scared and in the moment avoiding some missed calls didn't seem like that was off and the, didn't seem like the most awful idea. Given it was about 6:30 7 7 a.m., I woke up shortly after again and and looked at my phone, more missed calls, voicemail and it's my sister. She says, "Sarah, Question mark, And I hear a click and the rest of the seven minute long voicemail was the angelic song playing was this angelic song playing with instrumentals and no words. It was the strangest thing ever. The voicemail came in from my sister's cell phone. I knew something happened to my dad and that he wasn't alive. And that's why they were calling. I finally summoned the courage and called back to find out what I had already knew. My dad collapsed in the shower and it took a month to find out he had a blood clot. That broke and went to his heart. We didn't find this out for a month after the fact. The same reason my two-year-old great Py- Pyrenees passed away this past April. I deleted the voicemail from my sister and the angelic music shortly after listening to it. I never wanted an explanation for it. Never mentioned it to my sister or family. And I've only had, I've only told a handful of people about the vivid dreams and knowing about my dad before I actually knew. That night, I swear I saw his ghost when I was lying in bed crying. It was like if it was like, if someone shines a flashlight in your face and you have to, and you have double vision only this lasted until I literally screamed and my mom and sister came running that, however I feel is up for debate the dreams and voicemail. I really don't know. I really don't think anything can explain that it, that except it being a sign for my dad to let me know
2: that he was okay. Holy Crap. Oh, it makes me so sad that you lost your dad. That one like, has me at a loss for words a little bit. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know what that's... Wow. the The music playing is... Mm-hmm. That's mm. very, very weird. I have like, chills. Very sorry for your loss, obviously. Yeah, that's, that's so that's sad. That's horrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, that's weird. That's...
2: That's awful. I'm so sorry I've to hear that. never anything like that. Never. Like, that's so vivid, too. I've heard, of like, people being visited in dreams before, like, when their people are passing. Mm-hmm. I think that happened to me with my grandpa. I just, I'm so sorry for your loss, but that was honestly, like, a beautiful, some of it was beautiful, too, just, like, knowing that he's okay and giving you that sign. Wow. Hotel La Rose in Santa Rosa.
1: I booked a quick hotel on my way to Sonoma, California. Website showed... Nice modern hotel. What I actually got was an old Victorian and haunted hotel. Crazy part was I didn't even know it was haunted until I checked in. We checked in, we checked out 30 minutes after checking in. Stayed at the Hyatt that night. Fell asleep at 1am. It's deaf haunted. Look it up. My cousin who was with me said she felt an eerily presence in the elevator. Our room deaf had a ghost presence. We are not welcome that night. We were not welcome that night. We left with the quickness
2: i don't know why why would hotels still be around that had ghosts like why would they still
1: some people that's like a that's like a an attraction to uh, them like that they they want to go stay in something yeah. like that um plus guess. you know if you don't believe in ghosts mm-hmm. then it's it's just another piece it's just another piece of history like you don't want to destroy like a beautiful hotel just yeah. because some people believe that it's haunted. Like some people don't believe in ghosts and hauntings and they would love to stay in a beautiful hotel like that. Yeah, They probably believe in ghosts after they stay in those hotels. (laughs) You're going
2: to find out. You're going to learn today. That's, yeah, true.
1: So first of all, I live in Indonesia. Sorry for any grammatical error. My sister and I went to the same college. It consists of many old buildings, many old buildings built when we were still colonized by the Netherlands. Our college is one of the oldest college colleges to exist so anyway it led to many students experiencing supernatural events including my sister my sister though get passed on the ability to see ghosts from my mother that passed on from my grandfather and so on she actually until today cannot differentiate between real human and non-human sometimes oh wow
0: it's like clairvoyant clear yeah
1: especially when she's too tired or sleepy Back to our college life. It was the early. It was early in the morning. She had morning class. She went too early and needed to go to the bathroom. Apparently, no toilets were open until the janitor opened them around seven eight a.m. My sister arrived at six thirty. Wanted to pee so bad and saw a girl with long hair went into one of the ladies' rooms. She followed her, saw the girl was half facing the mirror, had no care for the world, and went straight to the toilet to relieve herself. She went outside but met with a shocked face janitor with a key in his hand and asked her, where did you come from? And my sister answered with, I just went to the toilet. Why? And they both looked over the door in the ladies room to see that it was still locked with a friggin' chain. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The janitor locked that room with a chain. So he opened it, found no girl at all. and, And my sister just went to her class thinking she mistook something as a person again. Oh. i hope you understand my story it's too long but not too scary though i live with my family i live with my family throughout my life that watching a horror movie is pretty normal because our life is not normal with all these ghosts lol they sound like hope a- you have a great day sydney and nick she didn't say that but <laughs> i'm having a great day too
2: uh, they sound like a really cool family like they probably have so many stories like that especially with her mom yeah that one got that one was good I I just, I can't get past
1: the fact, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall to see that janitor's face. (laughs) I just...
2: (laughs) So confused. I mean, what
1: do you do other than Uh, immediately leave work and go start drinking?
2: It's like the ghost opened a portal for you, for you to go inside. That's so weird. Maybe she just really knew that you had to go to the bathroom. What a good ghost. It's like Moaning Myrtle. (laughs) She was kind of annoying though. Yeah. Yeah, Moaning Myrtle was kind of annoying, but... She sounded way cooler. Than this ghost. Wow! Thank you for that story.
1: Okay, so no. So one time when I was younger, my sister and I shared a room, and I and we had bunk beds. And in the middle of the night, I wake up to my sister crying on the top bunk, and I look in front of me, and there's a little girl with a long white nightgown on and long blonde hair, and she's just sitting in front of our body mirror, that's attached to our closet door. I say my sister's name, and she's and she's crying. And she asked if I saw that and I was like, yeah, she begged me to come to the top bunk. And I said, absolutely not. Like we are staying, com- we are staying completely still not moving. And we just, and we will just lay here till it leaves or we will fall asleep. This girl was sitting there and she was like spinning her head in around like in a circular motion against my mirror. No, no. And then the next morning we had circular smudges on the mirror. And it looked like someone had been sitting there licking the mirror in circles. Uh, My stepdad slept in our room for the next week because we refused to be in there alone. We never saw it. We never saw it slash her again. Uh, yeah. Huh. I don't think any amount of sage is going to get rid of that. No,
2: that's a demon right there. That's like what they write scary movies about. That's like the grudge, the exorcist. Absolutely yeah. not. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's weird when they don't come back, you know? I just like, want to do that really scary thing one time and they're like, cool, we're, good. we're done here. We're going to move on. It's very weird. So weird. Oh, that one was, I could see it too. Also, if you guys hear grunting, scary stories, scary, scary noises in the background, it's not a ghost. It's our dog, Dixie. <laughs> She's our very own yeah. demon child. <laughs> Get down.
0: That's her.
1: My alien story. Back in 2008, I was driving with my friends to visit another friend at University of Buffalo. I'm driving and there are a set of clouds to the front of the windshield and the clouds to my le- and then clouds to my left. Out of nowhere, two shapes come out of the front clouds, move like jellyfish and disappear into the clouds to the left. Flash forward to when the movie The Arrival with Amy Adams comes out and I freaked out because the aliens in that is exactly how The things I saw were moving. 100% aliens. Also, we were 100% sober.
2: I like that addition at the end. Have you seen The Arrival? No. I kind of want to watch it now.
1: Not really, but... You won't. (laughs) We won't ever watch any scary movie. I just... Because we don't watch scary movies. I like them. I have to watch them by myself. Yeah. She doesn't watch any.
2: This guy will wake up at 5 a.m. and pop on a scary movie because I can't watch them with him, and that's the only time I'm not awake. Um... So, yeah, what a great way to start the day. It's either with, like, a murder documentary or scary movie. So are you a psycho? Maybe this is why you're seeing ghosts all the time and some weird things. That explains a lot, actually. Um, I just watched Signs for the first time, like, last month with you.
1: It was a great movie.
2: I was so, so scared of the idea of watching it. I think that's all of our ghost stories. I think we made it. We had some really good ones in there. I'm actually, like, pleasantly surprised by those. What do you mean? I just didn't think they would be that scary. Like, there's some that were terrifying. Like, the one I'm thinking top one for me was the girl spitting her head around in a circle. That was horrifying. And I can imagine it. Oh, man. Thank you guys for your scary stories. Thank you for the, the nightmares I'm going to have. Um, and I'm sure this is going to bring up some more scaries for other people. So I feel like Nick would at least love to read them. So if you have them, send them my way because I just find them really interesting, especially for the month of October. Um, and share this one with a someone that, you th- that really likes scary stuff because those are pretty terrifying. Okay. So I also wanted to include a couple of words of advice because people um reached out about that so we'll have like four that i pulled out from your questions and we'll just do those to kind of end out the episode
1: second date and he hasn't made a move who should initiate first
2: so i'm assuming he planned the first date second date i think it should still be him
1: what are you talking about what do you mean i think she means like like make a move like a kiss or something like
2: oh Oh, okay. I got it. I got it. Sorry. I'm like, what? I was just thinking about like who's initiating the text and like make the second date. No. Got it. I say whoever has the clear line of the clear path to the, the sucker. Clear path to what? <laughs> to the sucker, to the face. If you, if you got it, if you had a clear opening, you grab it, you go. You yeah. Take it. I'm,
1: uh, I mean, it's 2021.
2: Yeah. So Girls can
1: initiate the first move.
2: My first kiss story was so bad. Like everyone's first kiss. I had it in a movie theater. All my other friends had had their first kiss and it was my turn. So it was kind of a setup between me and this other guy that hadn't had or he would kissed people before, but he wasn't like actively kissing anyone in our group at the moment. So the whole thing, we went to see Step Up 1, the original, and he was supposed to kiss me at some point in the movie. We get to the credits. Nothing's happened. Everyone's waiting. Me and my... Three other friends and their three other guy friends are all waiting for this to happen. The, the boy never makes a move, doesn't do it. So then at, as the credits are rolling, I go, screw this. And I just grab his face and I just make out with him. So I, I initiated my first kiss. It was terrible. It was awful. But sometimes you just got to grab life by the horns and just go after it. I just, I don't think there's any rules here. Just whoever wants to do it, do it. I like this one a lot. Best piece of advice you got in your 20s for both of us. I was obsessed with Cinderella. <laughs> The new live action and her theme of that was to have courage and be kind. And when I went on the show, that was what my dad reminded me of, that I needed to be like Cinderella, essentially. And what he meant by that was just to have courage and be kind. So be nice to people, be kind to yourself, um, and just have courage in the things that you want to do and the opportunities that you want to take and the courage to put yourself out there and go after the things that you want.
1: Tip mm, out before midnight.
2: Yeah. Don't forget your glass slippers. It's kind of cheesy, but that one helped me a lot. I think it's very simple and very easy to apply, and I think it's what we all could use. Is there anything that you would tell your 20-year-old self if you could go back?
1: Um, Don't dive into a swimming pool.
2: Mm -hmm. Invest in (laughs) Bitcoin.
1: (laughs) Invest in Bitcoin, probably. Um, I mean, this is not financial advice. (laughs) You know, no free ads, but... (laughs) You're gonna be a you're you're gonna be a completely different version of you in the next ten years, so like don't freak out if you don't have anything figured out right now, because mm-hmm. it's gonna change. I guarantee it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's just that's how life is. So don't. Yeah. Don't stress about not being where you want to be right now.
2: You got plenty of time. This is a fun time for you. How to navigate tough conversations. I mean, we just kind of level with each other. I think you have to be open as you can and create the open space. So, it'd be just if you have like something that's on your mind or heart and you're like, okay, I want to just talk to you about something, maybe you guys sit down or schedule a time where everyone's open, not when like someone's doing some finishing up work or someone's watching like a game on TV, like something when you guys can be in an open space and like have that conversation is always mm-hmm. good to have kind of a neutral zone. <laughs> I just think be as open as possible. Share from your heart. Use I feel statements. I'm pulling on my RA self so hard right now. I feel statements versus like I think or saying things as truth. When you say them from I feel, they're less um, harsh, I think, when it's just coming from feelings. Um, And don't be afraid to have them. I think that you can accomplish a lot with some tough conversations when you're ready to have them. And making sure that your partner, whoever you're having these conversations with, they're open. is always a good indication of how you guys are going to operate in tougher things when you're moving forward. I think, yeah, they're necessary. So just create that neutral space, talk from the feelings, and don't be afraid to really share what you have going on. How how do you know when a guy is ready to meet your friends slash family? Been dating about two months. I met your family the second I got here. It was like day two. We had to drop Dixie off and it was a meet the family situation. Um, I don't think it's like wrong to meet them really early on. I
1: met your parents literally off the highway. Yeah. (laughs) So don't, don't act like what I did was completely out of the norm.
2: Yeah, no, I know. I'm not complaining. It was kind of nice. It took pressure off when it wasn't just like, like on the bachelor when they're, um, it's like the meet the parents, you have to get the flowers, you have like the certain conversations, like there's so much pressure on that. I feel like when it's earlier, there's so much less pressure on it and it can be more casual and you can just be yourself when there's like tons of pressure on it, that's when it gets very scary. Um, so I don't think there's any like early time to meet the family if you know that you really like someone. I feel like I knew, we knew that we really liked each other very early on. Mm. So it was like easier for us. But if you if you feel like strongly about the person, I think it's a good time to meet the parents because they're, I mean, for me at least, they're like everything to me is my family. So I need to know if I'm going to take any steps further with this man that my parents approve. So
1: I would say also, if this person is like starting to show interest in the people in your lives, like asking questions about your parents or asking questions about your siblings, your friends, um, or obviously if they're even verbalizing like, yeah, I, you know, I'm looking forward to meet them, probably a good time to, to introduce them then mm-hmm. or a safe time to introduce them.
2: That is all the questions that we have. Um, thank you guys for submitting all of that wonderful stuff. I really appreciate it. Nick appreciates this. Obviously, um, we're going to end it on Nick. What's the best Halloween costume that you've ever had?
1: Any of you wrestling fans out there? I went as Goldberg one year, mm-hmm. complete with a bald cap and everything. Oh, you got
2: to do the bald cap.
1: And uh, that's a good one. That's a tough one to to beat. Yeah, it's a tough one to beat.
2: I'm still trying to get him to, to, to do a couple's costume with me. He's, I also
1: went as Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia one mm-hmm. year. Easiest costume, but the most recognizable. Really? When I was, was out. It the trench coat? No, the duster? the duster. No, I. No, I, I will have a duster at some point. <laughs> God, I will not be burning it. Mm. Um, no, I just said a, it. Just it was a black shirt that said riot, <laughs> and then I had like a black wig and. Oh my God. Yeah, like. Yes. Pop the sleeves off. Do some karate. Wow.
2: Yeah. So if you don't it watch pretty that recognizable. show. I'm sorry, I'm forced to watch it regularly. Um, my mom used to. Make my Halloween costumes. Actually, she used to we used to go to the fabric store, and we would pick out the Joanne like, Fabrics. Joanne Fabrics. We would go there. We would get jo- them out, out of the fabric. magazine. <laughs> Jojo at Joanne Fabrics. My mom's name's Jojo, um, and she would like cut them out. One year I was Cleopatra. It was tight. I had like the wig and like a cool headband. I think the best costume I've had though was uh, Jasmine from Aladdin because I looked great and I had my hair like that, and then I had a little clip on tiger. It was like a keychain. that was my whatever the Tigers name was from that movie anyways, thank you guys so much for being here. Please share this episode with someone that you know like scary stuff or needs some good advice and we will have Nick back next month. Make sure you like and share before you go. love ya.
0: Bye see ya Happy Halloween that is it for me today, you guys. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. Before you go, make sure that you rate, review, and follow, as well as subscribe so you never miss an episode. And one thing you can share in the meantime this podcast, obviously. Send it to a friend who needs some inspiration or give us some love on social media and tag us at Something to Share Podcast on Instagram. And I'll see you next Wednesday.